Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the FFP Alignment Podcast. What should you expect when you are expecting to drop some LBs? Joining me today on this topic is Coach Lindsay. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I'm LB. I'm Lindsay Black. Oh, don't yeah. drop me. <laughs> <laughs> Pounds for somebody who may not know the metric system. No, we're not the metric system. What are we? The pounds. Um, okay, let's... <laughs> Redo. <laughs> We're not the metric system. I don't know. Okay. The metric system's like kilograms. Oh, what's the opposite? What's the what are we on? The I thought it was the metric system. Okay, this is not <laughs> anyway. Um, so yes, our topic today is to help us manage expectations when we are trying to essentially drop pounds, LBs, not you. No, never me. <laughs> so what factors matter when you are starting out? If you've never, I guess if you've never like done this before, maybe let's do both. Yeah. If you've never really started before in a way versus the chronic dieter, I guess. Yeah. And so all of that matters. And I think that's why, you know, most people try to do these kind of catch all diets, hmm. but they don't really work for anybody. I'm sure they have worked for somebody. Like there's always an outer liar, right? And that's their spokesperson. Like, yeah. I lost. They pull the pants out. 50 pounds with Nutrisystem or whatever it is. <laughs> and that's the person it worked for, right? Right. And the thing is, is, is most diets would, will work if you can stick to them. But it's such a huge factor of most people are not going to be able to stick to the same thing because yeah. they're different factors of their lives different um, preferences, different just ways of living. And and it all goes into that. So the first thing that you have to look at is what are your goals? Are they reasonable for what you are able and willing to give? Okay. So that's where you have to start. And just, you know, having a coach always is the best way. How does one start to do that? Because like you could be like, yeah, I want to lose 50 pounds, buy my vacation and Mm -hmm. like, Two months. So like how to, you know, manage like, okay, that's not a realistic expectation. So mm-hmm. where should we begin? Well, in, in knowing what is it a realistic expectation? Either. True. Yeah. Like if, what if you want to lose 50 pounds in six months? Does is that sound reasonable? It does, I think most people would say, yeah, that sounds reasonable. And the first thing that, that will help you gauge if your goal is reasonable is Three things. Okay. How long did it take me to put on these 50 pounds or whatever mm. it is? Like how long of a progression? Like do I have a point in my past that's 
recent, not super, you know, it doesn't have to be like within the past year, but say within the past five years where I was this, this amount of weight and I felt good. Mm-hmm. How recent is that? Okay. How long did it take me from that point to reach where I am now? Okay. Like, was that six months right. or was it five years or from like, I looked great in college and now I'm 30. <laughs> and what was the reason for the weight gain? Yeah. Is it something that's been fixed or not? Mm-hmm. Because that's where you have to start. Those, those three things. And so when, when you start there, you have to then backtrack, right? And start solving. Work it in reverse. Yeah. You just got to start solving your problems um, and take focus away from the number on the scale mm. and look at it as a problem of, I weigh this much and I don't feel good because of these reasons. And these were the contributing factors to my problem. How do I undo them? Okay. What are some examples of like contributing problems that you've seen in your clients? Um, having children. Yeah. Um, getting married. Yeah. Moving to a new city. Uh-huh. Starting a new job. All um, yeah. All, all those things. And yeah. Separate and all together. Like yeah. they all can happen all together. Um, the loss of a loved one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen. I've seen people get sick like have a sickness or develop uh, an illness, a chronic illness. Um, We've seen more and more autoimmune disorders popping up that contribute to that. Um, Menopause. There's all kinds of different things that contribute to the weight gain. But again, you have to identify, track, and then start problem solving. Yeah, that's important to kind of like be realistic with yourself mm-hmm. and looking at it from a and Nicole and I talk about this a lot when I record with her is looking at it from a non judgmental point of view from yourself. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we tend to do that. We come, we come to ourselves from a place of judgment, Yeah, which we, it's almost like, you know, I'm tough loving myself. Well, we're not good at that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of tough and not a lot of love. Oh, yeah. You gotta love yourself. <laughs> well, it's just, it doesn't do any good. It's the whole, like, what does good when, when you, like, beat somebody up and tell them they're a piece of crap, and then you expect them to pull up or from their bootstraps and change their lives when you just told them they were worthless? And That's then not like how you. real life works. <laughs> yeah. That's not how things work. You have to... Just come from a place of observation is what I tell people all the time. Just remove yourself, remove mm-hmm. your pride, your ego, your judgment, and look at it from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, I think that's where our clients are lucky is that that's our job. Yeah. <laughs> to reframe it and just be like, no, let's look at a wider perspective here. It's, yeah. You're being traumatic. <laughs> yeah, well, we you can't. It's hard to get, though. It's hard to get a 360-degree perspective on your house. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm sitting inside my house. I could tell you what I think the outside looks like and what's going on, but I don't really know. That's, I can just tell you how it feels yeah. from the inside. That's a really good way to put it. You know I love an analogy. Me too. <laughs> God, I love that. <laughs> like I said on the last episode of The Garden, like, I get it. Yes. Pull out those weeds. Gotta pull out those weeds so you can see what you've planted. Yeah. Um, so when someone's starting out, what would you as a coach, mm-hmm. what would be kind of the expectations you would set up for somebody? I guess okay. a newbie. And I would not be myself if I didn't say <laughs> and reiterate. And like this is like 
this is a hard one for me, is that the methods that you use to achieve the results will be the methods required to sustain them. Oh, so pick a path. Let's think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that you enjoy. Okay. Yeah. If you <clears throat> like carbs, don't pick a low carb diet. If you enjoy flavoring your food, don't pick a no fat diet or low fat diet. Yeah. That's me. Pick something that is going to feel good to you. And not, not that you're never going to be uncomfortable, but something that you can, that you can still enjoy life with. Okay. You, no one. And I don't, I don't care how desperate you feel at the time. I don't care how emotional you feel. You cannot successfully live on the struggle bus. <laughs> you can ride it for brief periods of time, but you're going to get off. Yeah. That's what I say to my boyfriend who is not a woman, but it's the same theory. <laughs> Yeah. where he'll, you know, get all that motivation to lose weight. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'll give him ideas and tips or whatever from what I've learned. And he'd be like, babe, I've lost weight before. I know how to do this. I'm like, okay, I'll shut up. Yeah, I'm just going to let you live and learn. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, we all know how to do it, right? But it's like, um, is that sustainable? Is that realistic? Just like what you're saying. But it, it's, we do know what to do. Yeah. Eat chicken and broccoli. There, done, problem solved. Are you going to do that? No. No. I mean, yes. Once a week. Yeah, once a week. Right? Like if you like chicken and broccoli, cool. But we we all know that our bodies thrive on lean meat, plant-based fats, veggies, fruits. We know that. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work for our lives. Yeah. And that's what I work with is lifestyle plants. Mm -hmm. So... Like I used to, in my younger, earlier coaching days, if someone was like, I want to lose 10 pounds in a month, I'd be like, let's freaking do it. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd knock 10 pounds off of them in a month. Yeah. And then they'd be right back. Oh, yeah. And that just doesn't feel good to me anymore. So what do you say to somebody who says that now? You, well, I'll look at where they're starting. I'll look at all the factors and tell them if it's reasonable. And here's the thing is that my goals are always my client's goals. Yeah. But I also have to be healthy and reasonable. So my goals will be your goals, but my methods not, may not be what you want or expect. Lovely. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> what has been, um, as far as like hurdles that people are trying to like get over in, let, like, let's say the chronic dieter, for example, somebody who can and has done mm -hmm. the lost the 10 pounds in the month, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. How difficult is it to get them out of that? Well, just kind of what you mentioned, like, oh, no, I know how this way. I've done it before. Yeah. And getting them past, like, I know that this worked for you. And I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> I know that this worked for you, but it didn't or you wouldn't be here with me. Oops. So you, what you, even though you think I want these same results, you yeah. don't, you want different results. And a lot of times what that looks like is slower and a little bit more giving and forgiving of yourself and just the expectations of, and, and men don't usually have this problem, but it's like Ugh. when you're losing weight, you should be on how many calories, Caitlin, to lose weight for women? 
what did everybody tell us? What, like 1,200 calories? Yeah. <laughs> How many pounds should we lose a week if we're being successful? Like two? Two pounds yeah. a week. Like there's these, Why do like, I know this? Because we all know this. Yeah. Right? We all know this on some like very weird subconscious level. Yeah. And unlearning that. That's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Especially with, I mean, I'm a millennial. You're an older millennial. Right? I am. Yeah. I'm a boomer. No, you're not. I identify as a boomer. You would be the age of my mother. I identify as a boomer. Okay, great. So (laughs) our boomer (laughs) generational parents, they, I mean, that was not obviously that long ago as far as those super like ancient, outdated dieting practices. Super ancient, outdated is right. But it hasn't been that long ago. But they carry over too. They're like... They morph, like they put on disguises. It's like yeah. it's like the Atkins diet, and it oh. just all like we'll put on one of those glasses with the with the weird nose and a mustache, and be like, "Oh, it's not me." Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm keto. Keto. Yeah. <laughs> like I recognize you, Doctor Atkins. <laughs> Take those glasses off, you fools. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, kind of what you just said earlier with somebody who's starting out with this. Um, in managing their expectations from the beginning is that it takes time. That's, I think, a hard one for people to accept. Here's another thing that's hard for people to accept. What? Is um, excess fat is a symptom and not the problem. (gasps) (laughs) I need a sound effect of a, like a, a, an audience. <gasps> Everybody gasps. Yeah. We need a laugh track too. <laughs> no, we're our own. We do. We got that. Yeah. We're our own laugh track. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, expand on that. Okay. So <laughs> what if, let's say you, I'm going to use a real life example. <gasps> Me? I have a, oh, no. thank God. No, you have a kid. <laughs> okay. It's a wild animal. They will not stop running downhill. And they keep getting their knee scraped up. Okay. And dang, you're just, they, they have a bloody knee. They have a bloody knee. How do we stop this knee from bleeding? We have to stop the knee from bleeding. We need new band-aids. We need new antiseptic. What is the problem? The moron won't quit running down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> we can wipe that blood up. Yeah. We can slap band-aids on it. We can fix the injury all day, but it will never Stop happening until you quit running down the hill. So again, with the identifying, going back and starting from how long ago, what have been the lifestyle changes or the physical or health changes that caused this? And then you have to get into the root of it to fix it. And like I was saying this the other day when I did a live, People are resistant to this. They're like, cool, cool, cool. I'll get into all that after you help me lose the weight. Yeah. <laughs> Mind stuff, stuff. Nah. Right. <laughs> but like, oh, totally. But also like, let's lose the weight first and then let me fix my head. Okay. And you just, you fail to realize that you're going to keep running into the same brick wall mm-hmm. over and over. And every time you do that, it's a failure to you. And so you're also chipping away at your self-belief. And the more you chip away at that, the even you're going to start running into those brick walls even sooner. 
So not only are you not going to lose the 50 pounds, pretty soon you're not going to be able to lose 20 like you did the first time. And then you're going to feel worse about yourself. And then you're going to see the same struggles come up. And then you're going to quit and not even be able to lose 10. Mm. And that's why people get into that cycle of, well, I lost the weight and I gained back more. Oh, yeah. And then I lost this much, but then I gained back this much more. Right? And we see that all the time. I very rarely have a client that comes to me and this is their first rodeo. This oh, is their right. ninth rodeo. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just that, that same thought process of I'll do whatever, but I got to get the weight off first. And that is not the first thing you got to do. So what do you say to someone who says that? And just make them talk is the best thing you can do Interesting. is ask questions. Yeah. When you ask questions and you have them really think about the causes and where their heads and bodies were when they felt like they kind of like lost control of their ability to control their body composition and what were the contributing factors from their viewpoint. Um, you know, of course now in 2023, we, we get a lot of clients and like, well, in 2020, I lost my job. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were scared to death. I lost my mother. You know, there's all kinds of different things. And that's, that's what we're seeing a, a lot of now, mm-hmm. right, is, is that. And then getting them to asking mm-hmm. the right questions and getting them to kind of take a deeper dive into the root cause. Then we can start addressing that, undoing it, and we start seeing real progress, right? As far as like, um, for example, somebody who uses food to cope. Somebody who uses food to cope, what, what started that, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. and what, what would you normally do to cope? And why did you start using food? Like, mm-hmm. you really, you really kind of got to got kind of, kind of dig in. Scoop up that ice cream. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> but for yeah. real, and, and it's even stuff like I have a, had a client, a past client that, that ended up doing amazing, but she had recently been divorced um. and just getting back into the dating world. And the divorce, over the divorce, um, started using food to cope. Oh, yeah. But now she's dating. How do you diet and date, right? That's what dates are, is eating and drinking, Yeah, basically. And that kind of like new love, excitement. Got to get drunk to do it. Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, you know what that came up. Is what? is like she's like, and I'm I'm so insecure about my body, oh. but I also really am excited about activities yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with this new guy. And she's like, I literally don't feel like I can do it. Oh, super, right? Yeah, I think we've all kind of been there before. <laughs> <laughs> relatable girl, <laughs> for real, relatable. But yeah, just like going into that and answering making them answer their own questions they've been just ostriching the crap out of. <laughs> yeah, because usually did I tell you I, I was trained as a life coach? Did you what? know that? I was trained I'm a trained life coach? Yeah, yeah, I knew I that. You. Okay, yeah. So one of the things we've learned or I learned during that training was that like your clients they have the answers, mm-hmm. right? And you know, as a coach, you just can't help them unpack that. And you know not everybody will have a coach or somebody to help them do that. But that doesn't mean you can't help yourself. Journaling. Journaling. Journaling's huge. And like, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I will ever just be like, I just want to pick up a journal and let it out. Like literally <laughs> never. But I will feel cramped up 
right so when you feel like like emotionally like kind of distraught what do you mean cramped up that's the only way I know to describe it like I just feel cramped up on the inside you're just feeling like and I will take out my little journal and be like I don't want to write in this but I don't know what else to do this is I know this work and just start writing like that and kind of vomit on the paper well it just opens it opens it the gates up but Mm -hmm. literally that's how you start like I hate journaling (laughs) but write it (laughs) I journaled for six years straight at one point in my life it's amazing Caitlin and you know when I stopped when my marriage got super bad really it was yeah because I was so ashamed to to write about it like makes such good sense though I because you know it 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 makes it real yeah, it makes it real. It ruined the fan. I mean, I was 19, 20, whatever. Well, probably 21 when it got really bad. But it ruined that fantasy of what I... So I just stopped. <laughs> but it was a good outlet. So I yeah. get that's where I would I would write so much that I had to start typing it on the computer because my hands would cramp. <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, I I'm, I have a lot to say. You, I do too. I Hence the podcast. That. Yes, that's why we're here. <laughs> All of our words. All my words. Well, okay. So then what would be kind of backtracking a little bit, what would be the difference between losing just the five pounds or the 20 or 50? Like how, if someone's like, it's just the last five or somebody, God, I got all this to go. Let's go into the last five. Okay. Because that is to me like a a very, very interesting part. The last five or 10, let's give it that. Um, Because like, this is really unpopular. No, Ooh, but it's true. I know where you're going with this. I love it. The last, when you, when you hit a plateau, first of all, that's a word that's like fake, basically plateau? like cellulite plateau. Like oh. these are just made up words. Stupid. Stupid. But you can't get those last five pounds off, right? You need the last five. Huh? You need the last five. Yeah. Right. Do you? But here, here's what I have my clients do and it works oh. 10 times out of 10. Come out of the diet. Okay. Go into a surplus. Oh. A little bit. Like, and trust me, people always like that. Oh. But here's the deal. I, if I, if what I did is just clients came to me and I just packed body fat on them, I'd be out of business <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> but when you come out of that and your body calms down, because what people don't think about, well, I don't think most people think about this, is it being in a calorie deficit to lose weight? is a stress on your body. Working out is a stress on your body. Cardio is a stress on your body. And so when you get stuck, pull back. Go into a mindset of building muscle. Pull back on cardio. Pull back on training. If you're training five days a week, go to four. If you're doing cardio five days a week, go to three. Let your body kind of rest. Let your your mind reset. Let your body be completely nourished and happy and mm-hmm. abundant. That sounds nice. You probably will stay within the same three to five pounds. Mm-hmm. And what will possibly happen is you won't care about those last five pounds. Aye. Because yeah. your body composition will change naturally from not being stressed. I have had clients come out of a deficit and lose weight for like three weeks in a row wow. from coming out of a deficit. Because you feel good and you already look good. Well, so. and there's there's lots of factors that I could bore everybody to death with. Like when you're in a calorie deficit, your knee goes down. So you're not at exercise activity. You just start moving less. Hmm. Not on purpose. 
Yeah. But while you're sitting at your desk, you don't fidget. You Your body just starts down-regulating. And so when we correct that by going eating enough and moving less, the stress comes down. Your body upregulates. And you may very well be like, I don't care about those last five pounds. I look and feel amazing. Yeah. But if you do still care about them, then you have restored complete metabolic function. You come out of a deficit. Again, you've upregulated your body. And so you can cut again and get a stimulus back. Right. I, I, and then what I said earlier was like, oh, the last five pounds don't matter. Because like, honestly, like five pounds, of, if that's really all you have left, I'm sure you look really good. Well, and you know what I mean? And another <laughs> thing that people don't believe me, but is 100% true is let's say I lost five pounds and you and I just felt like amazing. And I was so happy and so proud of myself and put on these clothes I had been not wearing. Yeah. And I was out and I was flipping my, and you'd, and you would be like, well, you look amazing. And I'd be like, oh, it's five pounds. And you're like, oh, oh, it looks so good. But guess what you really saw? Your, your personality. My your, confidence. Your confidence, your glowing. My pride, Yeah. My ability to be like completely open and happy. You didn't look, you didn't notice I lost five damn pounds. No. <laughs> you can't see that. People no. can't see that on you. No, usually not. Not usually. So that's a bigger part of it is how you feel about you. And the Aww. same is like for those last 10 pounds. Like if yeah. that is crushing you, come out of the diet. Because beating yourself into a ground is a lifestyle plan for what? So you can just stay frustrated mm. because those pounds, that last little bit comes off very, very slowly. Yeah. In the, in the, Best case scenario. It's still decimals a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, you know, a big, a big part. And I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Of why I like being a competitor. Mm -hmm. Cause I go from lifestyle to like the extreme Mm. sport of bodybuilding and getting stage lean. Like I've literally been through the whole gamut (laughs) several times. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny because I've heard where when people would sign on to the FitFem project, they would, you know, see a photo of Casey or you and be like, I want to look like that. Um, that's not really oh, like, a stage photo. Yeah. I love shutting that down. I'm I like, know. So that's a good, like, part of the topic of expectations. Like, no, you don't realize what. Well, that's why I tell people, I'm like, yes, yeah, so did I until I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so break that down a little bit as far when someone says, I want to look like that and, but doesn't do or have the knowledge or research behind like what it really takes. That is, and I think misrepresented a lot, like, and you'll see, but like, you're like, no, but here's this girl. The look at all these look. pictures. I'm like, I would put, I would bet the farm that that girl <laughs> just changed clothes five times in, in <laughs> one day. The farm? You what? know what I mean? Yeah. Put the farm on it. <laughs> She did not look like that all the time. Yeah, no, you're right. And if she did, like there, and like I said before, there are outer liars. Mm -hmm. There are people that walk around with six pack abs all the time. I don't know any of them. (laughs) And it's not me. Yeah. And I feel like I look great, but I do not keep a six pack. I keep about a foe. (laughs) I keep about a A one. solid four pack. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just those areas of our bodies. And that is the way we are made. We carry more fat around our um, bellies and hips for childbirth. That is the way that we are made. And when we go into stage lean, we are fighting nature. Like tooth and nail. It is 
uncomfortable. That's why women lose their periods when they're, a lot of women lose their periods. Um, You're very cold. Like, and that was, I didn't know that. That was an odd thing. I was like, I'm cold all the time. I'm like, yeah, you have a really low body. I was like, weird. (sighs) Crazy. You're normally a hot person. Probably just like normal. I sleep hot. I used to, I was sleep hot, but just a normal human being. And then like sweatshirt and sweatpants in the middle of the summer. No wonder Rosita keeps her house at like a hundred degrees. Yeah. Hope she's not. Sorry, you you. out, Rosita. (laughs) But yeah, it's just. And, but what I did learn is a lot of things about hormone signaling oh. and hunger and appetite and cravings. What are some signals? Well, you know, ghrelin and leptin, we know, I think yeah. most people know, are your hunger regulating hormones. And leptin is what makes you feel full and ghrelin is what makes you feel hungry. And understand, and I see so many women get mad at their bodies. I know. When you're, it's. Doing its literal only job is trying to make your dumb ass survive <laughs> while you fight it. <laughs> I know. It's like we got to give ourselves a little more respect. Like, exactly. You know, yeah. And so, so let's talk about what survival looks like. If there was a famine mm-hmm. or you couldn't eat for a few days, like we're not that far evolved. <laughs> right? Our yeah. bodies still will just want to keep us alive. Muscles are metabolic tissue. It, ha- it, it takes calories just to to be there. So when you put muscle on yourself, you're burning more calories, which we love. We love that fact. So when yeah. we strength train, we can eat more and eat better because our bodies naturally burn more energy. But it also in times of famine, like you don't want a bunch of that. You want more fat. Yeah. That, that, that just stays on rent free. <laughs> just like <laughs> hanging out requires no energy. It's yeah. just on you. So what is better for survival? Lots of fat or lots of muscle? The fat's better for survival. Mm -hmm. So when we try to like force those change places where we are a lot of muscle and very little fat, your body starts signaling hail to the nose right (laughs) and left. Like it shoots up your girl and is like, you are hungry. All you care about is cookies. You're hungry for months. That's just such a good way to put it. Your leptin is like non-existent. Like you could literally eat every crumble cookie in the store and be in physical pain and not, and not feel full at the same time. That's insane. You just said that earlier, how it took you a while to, cause you're taking a year off from competing. Yeah. And how long did it take you for you to, I guess today? Well, it's just little things in like, I, I, I'm a good competitor where I understand all these things. Yeah. Like, and just like we've talked about, just knowing the facts helps so much and understanding what my body is going through and observing it and not being like, why are you so hungry all the time? You big hog. Like, (laughs) no, it's just my hormones. Yes. It's very natural. Um, and I'm older, I'm 43 years old. So understanding all of these things and that my body just doesn't snap back. There ain't no snap left mm-hmm. in this body it's all slow <laughs> and controlled it takes patience yeah so knowing that helps me but i do know all these things and i respond accordingly like i don't re i'm not reactive anymore yeah. i am able to be like yeah you're hungry but this is what you signed up for and it's not going to be healthy for you to you know split your stomach in half <laughs> keep eating until you're full <laughs> And today you, you realize that you were full. And you didn't oh, you that's and where I was going. Little, with that. It's little things like that. Like mm-hmm. it's been a long time 
since I didn't finish a plate of, cause I mean, I had, I had planned out what I was going to eat. Uh-huh. It's not like, I was just like trying to, I was like, I just don't want to eat this weird. Oh. Cause it was pancakes. God. When chicken and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I could leave that on the plate. And I just was full and I was like, oh, that's weird. It's been a long time since I was just like, I'm full. I'm going to sell dating. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to, I think the overarching message with all this is just, um, Education. Education and like, again, it's like. Which is why we're here, right? Yeah. That's why we're here. To help people stop beating themselves up and stop with all the judgment and just come to it from a seeking place of what's going on with me. I am absolutely worth the time and attention it needs to address the root problem and to stop hurting myself. Physically, if you're overweight and you're not, and you don't feel healthy, you don't feel energetic, you don't feel like yourself, you're not confident in mentally. Stop hurting yourself, telling yourself you're a piece of crap, you have no self control, you can't do anything, you set goals and you never hit them. Like, stop it all. What are the facts? Where am I now? What got me here? What am I willing and able to do to reverse that? Mm-hmm. And then start with where you are right now. Meet yourself where you are, not where you want to be. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about the last five to 10. So what about the expectations for someone who might have a longer journey? Like more, more weight to lose, more fat to lose. Yeah. Um, So patience. Yeah. And getting rid of any expectations you have on how much weight you should lose uh, weekly, monthly, whatever, and the time it's going to take. You can, I absolutely think people should have a goal. Like, um, five years ago, I weighed 150 pounds and I felt good. I felt good in that body. I slept well. I was plenty confident, you know, happy over five years. I've gained 50 pounds and now I don't feel good. That kind like I get, that is absolutely what you should be laying out. But Saying, I'd love to lose this in six months. Mm, no. No. And then you start diving in and understand, too, when you have a lot of weight to lose, it's not healthy and should not be your goal to diet until you lose that much weight. It, you should be ready for phases of weight loss, oh, yeah, let's talk maintenance, about phases. surplus, refeeding, all of those things. You should be, you should be ready to ride the waves. So what kind of waves would someone or people, I mean, everyone's experienced it, but like one of the questions I had was like, you know, what is normal during that process and what's not normal. Okay. So what's normal during the process is to expect to to lose weight every single week and focus on the scale instead of focusing on what you're supposed to do during the day. Oh, like you get to like, oh, I didn't lose any weight this week. I'm like you look back at the week and that's a big reason we do our weekly check-ins. Yeah. And why adherence, where you are on your cycle, your mood, your energy, all of those things come into play because we have to look at where you are versus the results to be able to gauge. Do we need to change your program or do we need to dial in something else? Mm-hmm. Right. And so let's say, you're checking in and you're like, I'm 100%, 100% adherent. 
I didn't sleep well though. And I'm really stressed out about work and I'm killing my cardio. I hit all my workout sessions and I didn't lose any weight. So, so what do you do? Get back at it, slugger. Yeah. Or do you pull back a little bit until you can bring the stress down? That's why I'm talking about riding the waves. Okay. Yeah. Of it's just not always push harder, push harder and push harder. Yeah. Sometimes it's accepting what your body's telling you it needs to, to do what you want it to do. Yeah. It's rare that looking back over my journey, let's talk about me. Uh, <laughs> I rarely have had a perfect week. Yeah. Like it's rare and that's okay. But you've also adjusted your expectations around that. Yeah. It's not like you don't have perfect weeks and then you're like, why didn't I lose five yeah. pounds? And like, people will beat themselves up over that and, like, of course, yeah, I want to have a perfect week. Like, oh, Caitlin, you can do better, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Just like you said, just look at it on a, you know, micro level of, oh, I should have planned better. Mm-hmm. I should have just went home and went to bed. <laughs> yeah. I should have stopped right here. I can pinpoint it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what else would be like a normal, because like, did you you just talk about plateau? Like plateaus are mm-hmm. kind of a normal they're normal and again you attribute them to failure or the program's not working or i need to go harder do more eat less and that's you know 9.8 times out of 10 not what's happening um a lot of times what's happening is, is behavioral or physiological too with with your body just not responding um but what happens a lot of times when we get to these plateaus is so correlation doesn't always equal causation. So right. we get to, you know, like, oh, my body's at a plateau. This is, this is where I always stop. Oh. Is it because you've been on the program for so long and you started getting a little bit lax on your adherence? Are you starting to do those BLTs, those little <laughs> bites, licks, and tastes? Oh, that's Did you stop measuring out your rice? Yeah. Are you eating? We just all do. We relax into routine. And a lot of times, all you need to do, tighten her back up. Yeah. And that's good enough. Yeah. And that zips you right out of it. But again, it could also be, it's time to back off for a little bit. Oh. To bring the stress down. Stress, yeah. And when you have more weight to lose, there will be more times, right? It's, to me, for a lifestyle client, it's irresponsible for me to knowingly, um, lower someone's metabolism because your body's very adaptive. Just like we talked about with survival. If forever, like if you are, you know, you're, let's say your maintenance is 2000 calories because I'm bad at math (laughs) and you're like, I go to a coach. I'm always waiting. I'm like, cool. And like, we lower you down. We'll say something like 1750 on calories. Just very, very, you know, moderate deficit, slow, cool. Well, over time, and nothing because you're not broken, your metabolism's not ripped. <laughs> your body just starts adjusting to that as the weight drops off. And your body's like, wait a minute, what if there's a famine? Right? <laughs> yeah. And it starts just going back, right? And it starts to get there, and then you're at a plateau. Well, what do we do now? If you're not at your weight loss goal, we have two choices we can go lower, or we can come out, we can, we can reverse you out of that deficit. Uh-huh. Get you cool, not put weight back on. If you right. do it the right way, you can also adapt your body up 
Right. Everybody's got a threshold, but it's usually a lot higher than people think it is. Mm-hmm. So then you adapt, you chill at maintenance. You really focus hard on strength training and growing that lean muscle mass while you have the energy, the caloric energy to do so. And then you put that muscle mass on. And then you get stable for, say, like eight weeks or something, which sounds like a ton of time to people, and it is not. <laughs> well, guess what? Now we have up your now, now your maintenance is 2100. So now we go back to 1750. Oh, and guess boom. what? Yeah. 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 I felt um, when I first started out that right from when I started, I plateaued. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there was some some parts where I like royally messed up and I didn't even realize it. But, um, and then it was after, cause I switched to working with you and then it was still kind of the same. I was like, yeah, I, I mirror looks good, but the scale really wasn't doing much. And all of a sudden it was like, my, my body just like pooped it out or something. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I've never seen that happen before. That happens a lot though. I mean, I talk about that is like, it's, and look, we, there's, when you have a deadline, I, I get it. It's not like I'm unsympathetic to it. Yeah. Like I have, like when I have a show coming up, like there's a tick, there's a clock ticking. Yeah. And this girl will be like, nope. Also, no. No. <laughs> Guess what? Hi, me again. No. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll drop, you know, two pounds, which doesn't sound like a ton, but when you're really close, like that's a lot. Yeah. And it, it just does that. And for me, like knowing my body so well, Flat out at this point, flat out adherence for six weeks, and then things start to snowball. But oh. it takes that long of being seriously on it for my composition to start to change. Right. So on the flippy flip, things in that process that would not necessarily be normal. That well, what's not normal, and where I think you know you know, it will ring alarm bells is when someone absolutely cannot be adherent to their program at all. Okay. Like then you have to, you have to just, you can't just keep being like, do it this week. No, this week, this is it. Now you've got it. Like you, you've got to pull back. And a lot of times, even though it's frustrating for the client, you have to hone in on one thing. It literally for me, and I used to be the opposite of this. I used to start with nutrition and I don't anymore. I start with activity, okay. steps, or a, a walk outside, you know, this many times a week. And you start there. And the key is to get them to feeling good, to make them understand that they can do something to get their health back in order, mm-hmm. to start progress on their goals. And that you will get, you will get some results from that, even if it's just better sleep, better energy level through the day. And then once they've mastered that, you start adding in something else. Yeah. Right. Then you add in, I want you to eat fruits and vegetables three out of the four times you're eating today. I want that to be a component of your meal. Right. And sometimes you do have to do that because people will come in with a lot of energy for their goals and passion and a let's freaking do this attitude. And it's too much. Mm. Yeah, um, unmotivation really is part of the process, which we all know, but we still beat ourselves up o- over well, it. It sucks. And it's it so much easier us. when it's there. I know. So much easier when it's because I still get them every once in a while. I still get rushes. Yeah. Uh, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go. Usually Mondays are my rushes of woohoo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Strong, and then Wednesday, I'm just like, 
<laughs> yeah. There's this quote, I can't remember what it was, but basically this quote, which I really liked was that it correlated to motivation that when you feel motivated, sprint, and then it related it to like a lion or like some animal. So sprint like a cheetah when you're motivated and when you're not, you know, rest like a lion or whatever, something like that. I need to find it. It was really good, but it, it put it into perspective that like, you're going to be unmotivated, but you're still going to like be going about your day. You're going to be doing yeah. things and that's okay. Just check the boxes. It sucks. It's tedious. It's annoying, but it's just part of it. It is part of it. And you know, fitness just relates back so much to um, what helped me as a human being be resilient. Mm-hmm. And the fact, it's not even just like something like a theory. It's a fact that when you do hard things, when you do things that you don't want to do, but you, you do them for the need to get better. And you put, basically you put yourself through stuff that when things happen that are not in your control, you're so much better able to absorb and bounce back from life. Yeah. Because it's not if life's going to get hard, it's when. Mm-hmm. And is it going to crush you or are you going to be able to roll with it and still live a happy life? Yeah. I want to go back to um, the part where we were talking about what is not necessarily normal during the process. Um, Have you experienced like somebody who is, you know, hitting those daily habits and stuff and there's not necessarily seeing results and you end up finding out like, oh, go to the doctor and you find out this thing. You know what I mean? Not usually. Not usually. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. In the, in the world. But generally, there is something going on with... Are there signals that somebody should watch out for? Yeah. That, like what? Um, you know, there's lots of things that, that to me, and I, and I do this. This is not just like a blanket statement. I do it every six months. From, well, from competing is where I started, but now it's just like, this is easy and inexpensive is a full hormone panel okay. with sex hormones in there too. Ooh, I need to do that. Yeah. It's, it's like literally usually covered on your insurance because it's pretty, your, your doctor will have to say it, but if you tell your doctor, like, I want this, they'll just be like, okay. Yeah. Right. You know, like it's one not, more thing to bill for. Exactly. Great. And just knowing where you stand with that. And this is what I tell people is it's information, right? It's like it data won't yeah. necessarily change the method that you need to, to get there, but it will give you understanding of why things may not be happening mm-hmm. like you want them to. Yeah. You know, like knowing that, yeah, your thyroid levels are a little bit off. Does that excuse you from eating well and exercising? No, but it may help keep you somewhat motivated when you feel like your results are slow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like <laughs> for me, what happened the other week? <laughs> I was up for the, okay. I'll explain it to the our lovely listeners. I was up like what three pounds? Like it was weird. Three pounds. It was three pounds. I'm just like, oh, this is weird. Like I don't want to make excuses. Didn't for myself. look bad. I didn't look. I looked great. I was checking myself out in the mirror and like look at that little ab popping through just that one little bit hello lolly (laughs) (laughs) and then i texted you later and i was like you know what because i knew we were i we knew i was ovulating yes 
and you're like, yeah, sometimes I think that, you know, like that can happen when you're ovulating, just like on your period, you go up and wait, whatever, normal. And then I was like, you know what? I do kind of feel crampy and I'm ovulating. Casey's all like, did I tell you this? She's like, are you sure you're not pregnant? I'm oh. like, okay. First of all, right now. She's like, you know that can happen. I was like, Casey, I know I'm ovulating. (laughs) You make me use a flow app. I know I'm ovulating. (laughs) Can we back this trade up a little bit? Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and you just said that, oh, you feel like your gears are grinding. Yeah, I know that feeling. I'd never had that before. Oh, I will every once in a while. It's not every it's not every Mm. cycle, but every once in a while I'm like. Dying, calm down. I know that's how I. It literally was the best way to put it. Where I'm like, yeah, never experienced that before. And our bodies are always changing. Yeah, which is super annoying. But turns out, guys, I gave birth to a little dino leg. Little dino leg. <laughs> the dinosaur. And then what? Two days later, I was back down. Three pounds. Three pounds. So two weird. days later. Yeah. And that is the that's the fickleness of the scale. Yeah. And why it's tool yeah but it's and it's just another information gathering tool it is not more important with your than your pictures than your energy levels and how well you're sleeping it's all pieces of a puzzle the scale is not a bigger puzzle piece than the other one yeah i've never cared about the scale even when i was younger just, ne- just it was just never something i was concerned about um it until come up a lot no and i didn't care how much i weighed at all in fact, I love asking people, like, how much do you think I weigh? Like, and they're like, I'm not going to issue that. I'm like, no, I know you'll be surprised. <laughs> like, I'm 200 pounds of pure joy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, look at my ass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that about 150. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I'm going through this process, like, I've had to, like, watch myself a little bit to not care about the scale because there's points where it can't it matters a little bit more than like certain times I feel of the process but I still like I noticed I've teetered of like oh getting frustrated and being like the real quick switch of hey let's calm down like it doesn't matter it's just it can help but also it's not the tell all well if it uses if it starts to make you feel worse, it's officially not a useful tool. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel worse. In fact, I find it fascinating. Like, oh, look at me go. But sometimes you're like, oh, darn it. And then you'll like do the check-in. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. It's, and it's one of those things. Like, And I'm not one of those coaches that say the skill's worthless. It tells a story. Yeah. Right? And it sometimes it tells a story. I'm just... I'm results focused of a coach. Like that's, that's my, how I think of myself, not just the skill, but by and large, if you are doing the things that we've set up for you to do, we're going to see results, right? You're, it, that's, it's an outward manifestation of what's going on with you day to day, but it's not always going to reflect on the scale for mm. me either. Yeah. Like I'm, it doesn't, I'm not, it's not like, oh, I know this happens with some people. I have a coach and I check in weekly and sometimes my weight is acting weird. And I'm like, I don't care. Who knows? I yeah. do not care. <laughs> and I can I can honestly say that I don't care yeah. about my weight. Yeah, I don't either. Just like I said, that sometimes it just gets to me for like the split second. 
You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you want to see it go down. But also, I'm still putting on muscle at the same time. Yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. And that's another thing that people, um, you know, will, will feel when come and they're like, I'm going to lose this much weight. And I'm like, if we, you know, you know, look at their history, their weight, you know, their fitness history, everything. And I'm like, I'm just talking to you from a place I've been. You want to lose 20 pounds. So you want a body that is 20 pounds. The only difference is it's 20 pounds smaller from this body you have right now. Mm-hmm. That's all you want. And they're like, no, I want a little booty and I want to be able to wear tank tops. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what you are describing is body recomposition and not just weight loss. Yeah. And that's a different process. And I've very rarely had anybody come to me and say, I want to look exactly like this, but a size four instead of a size six. Like that's not what that's not what people want, even if yeah. they don't realize it, because I have been down that road. I think that's important. That's a good point that you brought up for people because like, oh yeah, well actually realizing what they actually want. Yeah, lose weight. But yeah, I'd love to see a little arm definition, you know, and okay, then that's different. Well, here here's the question to ask yourself if you think you know if I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight. If you woke up tomorrow and you could wear everything in your closet and you felt completely sexy naked and you felt strong and vibrant and just freaking good but the skill said you weigh 200 pounds would you give a shit oh no you wouldn't care mic drop i'm about to throw this on the ground that looks expensive (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) cool um no that's that's a perfect way to put it and the scale may look different when you, if you take the time and you put forth the effort and you really just buckle down and do things the real way, the right way, the scale's not going to be what you think it's going to be. No. And I, that's, that's a good note to end this on yeah. is that to manage that scale expectation. Yes. It doesn't matter. Like it's go, not- go, go for saying, I want to improve my current body to feel and look a certain way. And that's it. Amen. Are you sure you don't preach? I am literally a preacher. I told you that earlier today. I want to perform when you get married. I am the preacher, (laughs) but you don't, you've never give, you don't give sermons weekly. Have you heard me talk to my kids? Well, that I think think people need that kind of preacher. I'm a living room preacher. (laughs) living room preacher my dad would do that that's so funny (laughs) all right well thank you again Lindsay. i can't wait for next time in our next subject so tune in then bye bye thanks for listening to the ffp alignment podcast please support us by downloading rating and recommending us to your friends and family be sure to check us out on instagram at the fit fem project that's f-i-t-f-e-m-m-e project and for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness book a free consult by going to the fitfemproject.com that's f-i-t-f-e-m-m-e project.com and click apply now until next time this is the fitfem project alignment podcast